bend down, run, shake, whatever you got to do, go ahead and do it. We're going to get started this morning uh, in the Word. We've already been started in the anointing, amen? Uh, and uh, praise God. Let's just lift our hands towards heaven. Father, we thank you for your Word. We thank you for your anointing and power of your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for, for what you're about to do here in Cresswell, Father, this, this day, Father, knowing that this is Pentecost Sunday. Father, we just thank you for a mighty move of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Father, as we prepare our hearts and prepare our minds, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you move in a mighty way. That not one person will leave here the same way that they came in Jesus' name. So we thank you for a fresh move of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for your healing anointing that is in this place. And that the word that is brought forth is brought forth with power and unction of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Father, as we begin to shift the mechanism, Father. Father, that we don't try to perceive what is going on in our natural abilities, but we allow the mind of Christ, Father. We put on the mind of Christ this morning to receive exactly what we need from you. We hear your voice, Father, and we feel your presence in this place today. And that we refuse to leave here the same way that we came. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. And you may be seated this morning. Hallelujah. Well, how many, how many remember that this is Pentecost Sunday? Well, that's about five of you. That's good. Hallelujah. Well, today is Pentecost Sunday. And being that it's Pentecost Sunday, you know, actually the Pentecost actually just means a feast. That's what it means, a feast. And it's interesting that as we're, you know, the things that we have gone through in our, in our nation and in our world, that, you know, things are, are, are coming down and slowing down. And, and uh, let me just say this as I teach this morning. Don't think that I'm downplaying. Uh, the coronavirus. I am playing it down, but it is real. I'm not saying it's not real. All right? But we have authority over that. Amen. Okay? The Bible says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen? Right. Amen? And so I, I'm saying that and, and pre and pre before I get to it because the thing the Holy Spirit just shifted my message just a few moments ago, shifted what I thought I was going to minister and begin to change it. And so I have to be obedient to the Holy Ghost. Amen? How many know that the God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind? Amen. And so we're actually getting ready to step in. What the devil, the word says, what the devil meant for harm, God turns it around for what? Did you, you remember what the word good means? I shared it the first time I was here. The word good means far superior to the average. That's the, that's the Webster Dictionary's um, definition of good, far superior to the average. And how many know that we have a good God? Come on, we, the Bible says we, have, we serve a good God. That means that he's not average. Aren't you glad that we don't have an average God? Come on, that's far superior. So the things that he wants to do in your life today, come on now. This is a shift. I believe that this Sunday, that you're not here by accident, but also I believe that this date on this month, that as we go into the last day of the fifth month of the year, we're setting we're into a new season. Amen. Come on, we're preparing ourselves. In three weeks, we're going into a new season. How many know that? The June 21st is a new season. That They counted that. That's the beginning of summer, right? And so... As we're ending up on the last Sunday of May, as we're going into the month of a new season, I believe that there's a shift in the atmosphere, there's a shift in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That, that what the devil may harm, God's about to turn some things around. You're going to, listen, I've been hearing testimonies after testimonies of things that have been happening in the middle of all this mess. Come on now, how many know that this really, if you're, under, if you're a born again child of God, you have to see the truth. The truth is that this has been a spirit of fear more than anything else. Yeah. Come on. Now, like I told you, I'm not saying it's real. I, my, my, one of my spiritual sons is a microbiologist in Nebraska. 
He's one of the world-renowned microbiologists. They've actually sent every, most of every um, blood test that they collected all over the United States, and they sent it to Nebraska to his lab, and he's been working on it, and he's been testing it and things like that. And he said this to me out of his own mouth. He said, Dad, he said, this virus is the weakest virus out of all the viruses in the world. That's what he said. He said, but what happened is, he said, it has been genetically altered. Come on. How many know that the devil wants to genetically alter you? Yeah. Oh, come on. Now, don't, come on. The enemy wants to, to genetically alter you so that you don't see truth. The truth is that God is El Shaddai. Come on now. He's a God that's more than enough. The truth is that every place your feet tread is your territory. The truth is, he said this, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. That's the truth. Come on now. That, we have all, that we're already here. First Peter 2.24 says that by his rights we what? Word means past tense, does it not? That means it's already a done deal. Somebody say a done deal. Come on now. If I say that, I don't think I'll have a clue what I'm talking about. But done deal means it's a done deal. Come on now. It's not something that we have to work for. Come on. It's not something that we have to, to, to sit there and wait on. Come on. Now we know the enemy comes and brings symptoms to our bodies. Every single one of us can raise our hands. At some time in the past 30 days, we've had to believe God for something in our bodies. Now, come on, whether you, whether you were sore, whether you had an attack, you know, with the cold or, or anything, just you hit your finger, your finger on that, with a hammer, it doesn't matter. But every single one of us can raise our hands and so we've had to believe God for something. Come on now, standing on the word of God, or you've dealt with something in your body in the past 30 days. And some of you here may be still dealing with it, but how many know that you can end today? Amen. Come on now. Come on, how many know that you can end today? Look, let me tell you something. The devil's real. I'm not giving him any authority or power. Don't misunderstand me. And I'm not giving him kudos. But what I'm telling you is that the enemy's real. He don't like you. You do know that, right? The devil don't like you. And the Bible says he's out to steal, to kill, to destroy. The Bible even talks about it, that he don't like you. So why do you get so upset when you get under attack? Why, why do we get upset when we get under attack? Actually, when we get under attack, it should be an opportunity that, that lets us know we got a testimony coming. Huh, come on now. I have a problem with people saying, well, I'm never, I'm never under attack. I don't have to deal with the devil. I'm just, you know, I'm just going well and everything. That tells me that you ain't doing nothing for God. Because if you're doing something for God, if you're living the life for God, come on now. The devil ain't going to sit back and applaud you and clap you because you're born again Christian. Come on, this is Pentecost Sunday. This is a Sunday of feast. Come on. We should be feasting on the word of God. We should be feasting on our victories. Let me, know, let me tell you something. If God's done it one time, he's going to do it again. Aren't you glad to know that God is not a one-time God? Yes. Ooh, I feel like there's that shift. I feel like shift and all that goes down. I'm so glad that God is not a one-time God. I'm so glad that He does it over and over and over again. If He healed you one time, He'll heal you two times. If He healed you two times, He'll heal you three times. Come on now. He'll do it over and over and over. Come on, somebody. That's He'll do it over and over again. Some people say, why do you get so excited? I'm always excited. My wife says, I'm on level 10. Matter of fact, my daughter called me a couple months ago. I was going home. You know, for the first time in three months, I was going home to spend a few days. And uh, my oldest daughter, you know, they live with us. And, and so she called me. She said, Dad, now, you know, Addie's here. Your granddaughter's here. He says, you can't come in at level 10. She'll be on level 10. <laughs> we don't need her on level 10. So you need to come in about level 4 would be great. Dad, can you think you can come on level 4? I said, I can't promise anything. Because I'm always on level 10. 
I go home. I mean, how many, how many have seen my, the Facebook that's going viral with me and my granddaughter? All right, that's a couple of you. Well, I, I was home for a couple of days uh, back in, um, I don't even know when it was, a couple months ago. And, uh, well, actually a month ago. And I, saw, I was home for Easter. I was home the week of Easter and the week after Easter. And so I was doing, I was preaching. And so on Wednesday night, because, you know, everything with the coronavirus, a lot of churches want to have a church on Wednesday night. So this pastor calls me. He said, hey, we're doing a radio program tonight. He said, can you come on and just preach on the radio? I said, sure, I can do that. So that Wednesday night, this is back a couple, you know, about three, about three or four weeks ago. And I'm, I, and I'm pre- I go on the line and I preach. For one hour on the radio, I'm preaching, you know, sharing the gospel. And I'm getting fired up. It don't make a difference whether you're here or not. I'm still going to get fired up. I don't have to have faces. Oh, let me try this out on here. I don't have to have faces. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. I don't have to have, Listen, I've had to do a lot of live stream teachings. I've had to. Listen, I have not had one Sunday off since the coronavirus. That's it. Just one Sunday. I've been still going preaching. Now, there's some church I went to. We had to do live stream. Had nobody in the sanctuary, but they still wanted me to come. And so I just showed up at the church. There's nobody in the sanctuary except for cameras. And so we just did television and did live stream. And so I'm up there just preaching to the camera. Did you know the same anointing came in that place? Amen. You know what the Lord told me? He said, ain't no empty chairs. Nope. He, so he told me this. He said, every time you preach, don't, there's never an empty chair. He said, because for every empty chair, he said, I stick an angel in there. Amen. I want you to know you got angels sitting beside you this morning. Come on now. This ain't an empty. Come on now. This ain't a one-third or a half-empty sanctuary. Come on. This is a full sanctuary. Because the presence of God here, wherever the presence of God is, he said, I've seen my angels do where I am. Woo, glory to God. I may get a little excited this morning, Pastor. That's going to be all right. All right. <laughs> glory to God. So, you know, I've been preaching and all, and, I, you know, y'all, some of y'all getting to know me now. This is like my third time here. And uh, so I get excited. So I come out, you know, I've been preaching on radio. I'm still fired up. It, it takes me a while to come down. I just can't leave church and just be on level one. There ain't no way in the world that's going to happen. I stay on level 10 for a while. So I come out. And my granddaughter, so being that I'm there, she likes to walk in the evening. So it's about, it's, this is about, eight, well, actually it's five minutes after eight, ten minutes after eight. You know, Florida still, we get an hour longer than you guys do. For some reason, I don't know why, but we do. Of daylight. And uh, so we, she goes, Papa, we're going to go walk. And so my wife comes in, she says, Addie wants to walk. I said, okay. And so I go grab me a bottle of water and drink some water. And I come out. I'm still fired up. I come out of the house. I come in the driveway. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And just start just praising God. And God, you're so good. And, and all of a sudden, she just chimes in. Never ask her. She just starts chiming in. And this now you understand, she just turned three years old two weeks prior to this. And so she just starts walking beside me. Glory to God. She wasn't even looking at me. She's just, just walking down the street. Glory to God. Raising her hands and praising God. And I mean, we're just going at it. I went, glory. And she went, glory. <laughs> My little three-year-old granddaughter. Well, at the time, I didn't know this, but my daughter, she said, she said, Dad, I just sensed the presence of God. She said, I just sensed I needed to just grab my phone and just start recording. So we're walking down through the neighborhood doing this. We weren't doing this at home. We're walking down the street. <laughs> through our neighborhood. Folks all out, you know, this time, you know, because of everything. Folks ain't working. They're all out in the yard. You know, they're walking. Out. And so we're just praising God, glorifying God. And so my daughter grabs and starts recording. So she records about a minute. I don't know how long it was, a minute, minute and a half, whatever it is. But that was after we had already been going for about a minute or two. And so she, she does it. So the next day she said, Dad, you're not going to believe this. She goes, you got to look at this. And so I sit there and looked at it. And I'm looking at Addie. And she's not even looking at me. 
She's just praising God and glorifying God. And all of a sudden, my, my daughter says, can we, can we post this? And I'm a little leery about posting things about my granddaughter and you know, my grandkids and stuff because I'm all over the world and people see me and things like that. And so I'm very leery sometimes. I don't want to give the devil no place. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, share I said, go ahead. In three days, it went to a meeting. <laughs> and then in 10 days later, I mean, it's, it's at two point, almost 2.5 million now. There's 2.5 million homes. Come on now. Now, you understand, not everybody's excited about this. My wife called the other day. She said, don't read the stuff on there. She said, don't go through it. I don't go on, I, I don't really go on Facebook that much anyway. But she said, don't, because some people, now, 98% of the people loved it. But, you know, you got some knuckleheads out there, too. Yeah. And so they started saying, we were brainwashing my daughter. Some of them said it, what they didn't know it was my granddaughter because we didn't say who she was or anything. She goes, he, the father is just brainwashing his daughter and all this stuff. So it was interesting, i show you this, because this is how the Holy Ghost moves. You know, even the Holy Ghost can move on, on, on folks that ain't serving the world like they're supposed to. That's right. Well, I have a nephew, being a we're not live on television, I have a nephew who's not serving the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me. But every time I preach, he'll go find me. Whatever TV channel or satellite or whatever, he goes and he loves to watch me preach. And he's, about, he's married, got two kids of his own. But he just loves to watch me. And so he happened to see, you know, he follows me all the time, even though he won't go to church, but he'll, he'll follow me. And so on Facebook, all of a sudden, this guy goes and does all this stupid stuff. Well, my wife tells me, you got to read this. And so I go, well, she calls and says, you need to check this out on your nephew. And so, and he goes at it. He said, let me tell you something. He said, because he they were talking about how we, you know, Pentecostals, you know, we have to be moved by emotions, and, and then we use this language that don't even, you know, doesn't mean anything and all this, you know, in tongues. And he's the next thing you know, she's going to be teaching how to, to talk in tongues. My nephew goes off. He goes, let me tell you something. She's three years old, already knows how to talk in tongues, and she has more power and authority than you do. She says, so, I mean, and then he went on. He said, this is what he said. This is what he said, Pastor. And then I'm telling you, this is what the gospel does. He says, and if you want to know, really, he says, because you, you must not be saved. You claim to be saved, but you're really not saved because if you're really saved, then you will know that this is of God. Mm -hmm. He said, don't you just send me a message and I'll share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you and so you can get born again. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Come on, that's somebody don't go to church. But there's a presence of God. Listen, let me tell you something. You can't judge a book by its color. Amen. And you understand, my, my nephew is redneck. You don't ever see him out of camouflage. You know, I mean, he, he's a professional hunter. Matter of fact, you know, he, 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 matter of fact, he's a professional rabbit dog uh, raiser. And I mean, he sells dogs for over $3,000 for a beagle. <laughs> My God. So, he, you know, he's in, he's in all the big trials and all this stuff that they do. But let me tell you something. You don't judge a book by its cover. Because God, listen, if God can speak to a jackass. <laughs> uh, come on now. Come on now. He can speak through me and you. <laughs> about God. Can I tell you a little bit about God this morning? Let me just tell you a little bit about our Father. Come on, my Heavenly Father. I don't even call Him God. I call Him Daddy. Amen? Because I have a relationship. See, it's one thing to call Him God. It's another thing to call Him Daddy. Because if you're just calling God, you need to get beyond the God and get to the relationship and call Him Daddy. There's nowhere in the Bible that Jesus called Him God. Wow. Huh? There's nowhere in the Bible where Jesus called Him God. He always said, Father, 
Come on, man. Why? Because Jesus was always coming from the relationship side. Because when you come from the relationship side, you come from the knowing, come on now, of who you are and who he is in your life. So we need to start coming from the relationship. I can't think of a better day than Pentecost Sunday to shift some things and turn some things around so our lives can get better from the day on. Look, your father ain't happy with that you're going through something. Your daddy ain't happy that you're struggling. Come on now. That's not why he intended you. Did you know you were never intended to be struggling? You never intended to go through. Come on now. You were intended to go to the other side. Amen. Amen. I love what Psalms 23 says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall what? Fear no evil. And he said you won't go on, he said he wouldn't go be in the valley. He said you're gonna go through the valley. Listen, we're not designed to go pitch a tent in our in our sorrows. Come on, we're not designed to pitch a tent in our addictions. Oh, come on, don't let me hit a button now. Huh? Come on now. Folks say, you know, because I deal with all kinds of people. I deal with drug addicts. I deal with food addicts. Addiction's addiction. Huh? Come on now. I deal with people that that that, that, um, that deal with all that watch porn and, and all this other stuff. These are addictions. Come on now, Satan uses these things to keep you from come on the presence of God. That's all it is designed to keep you. Because if you ever have an encounter, oh my my my, come on now. If you ever have an encounter with God, come on, He goes from God to Daddy, and once you go from God to Daddy, everything changes in your life. I'm not saying you're never going to come under attack again, but the attacks will be very quick. That's right. Come on, you're not going to camp out there long anymore. Come on now. You're not going to spend there where you spent months or years in that situation. Now your months and years becomes days and hours. Come on now. That's how we look. The Bible says in Testament, look, James chapter 1 says, count it all joy. Come on now. When we fall into divers, ten times. what James chapter 1 says. He said, but count it all joy. Come on now. Why? Because, listen. This is an opportunity for a testimony. What Satan meant for harm, God's going to turn it around. So some folks think I'm crazy, you know, because I'm on level 10. Some folks think I'm crazy when I get under attack. I remember several months ago at the turn of the year when, I, you know, and, and when this coronavirus first hit. And so I had a couple of crusades that canceled. Not because the pastors wanted it, because the governor made it. And uh, my mind... I know y'all don't have these problems. I'm just telling you about me. My mind immediately went to the natural side, which is very rare, but it went to the natural side. Well, you canceled, and these were big crusades. You understand? I'm able to come to these small churches because of the bigger crusades. Mm-hmm. Amen? Sure. I'm able to travel all the world because of partners. <laughs> you know? And so these big crusades, these are nice to have periodically throughout the year because the, the money that comes in, I'm not chasing a dollar, but it allows me to go overseas. It allows me, because I don't charge a dime no matter where I go. I never charge the churches. I never charge for hotels. I never charge for food. Come on. I pay for everything. Mm-hmm. I pay for everything. So when I schedule meetings, they ask me, well, how much is it going to cost? Zero. I said, God's my provider. I said, I'm going to obey God. You obey God. And then we're all going to be all right. Oh, come on now. Amen. I just did a church. I just did a church last week. And it was a small church. And uh, they had, I think, maybe we, I think they said the number was, uh, because of the coronavirus, they, they had less than one third that showed up. And so I think it was 36 people that showed up that morning. And then Sunday night, there was more people that showed up Sunday night. I think there was like maybe 50 or 52 people that showed up. And did you know between the 36 and the 52 that the offer that they took up was, was larger than the offer that I, that I just did a meeting for that had 500 people? Huh? Come on now. 
And it was at the exact time because we had things that we had to, that, you know, because I go overseas and go to Africa and things like that, that we had to pay for. And the Lord gave me a number because he always gives me a number. I believe God for wherever I go. And so I just was believing God. He gave me that number. I said, are you sure, Lord? Because that Sunday morning, I looked at the congregation. I said, Lord, how in the world? He said, you just let me worry about that. He said, you just believe. He said, you let me worry about that. I got this. So I just went on. And that, that, that night after the service, the next day, you know, we had lunch with the pastors the next day. He turned around and he said, here. And he told me, I said, well, you know, he said, this is how much it is. I said, well, praise God. It was $300 more than what I was believing God for. Praise God. 300 to boot. Praise God. Uh, come on now. Hallelujah. $300 may mean not a lot to you, but when you travel full time and you're having to believe God from paycheck to paycheck, come on now. I don't, you don't understand. I don't even get a paycheck. Mm -hmm. I haven't had a paycheck. I can't, in, in 10, 11 years, I haven't had a paycheck. I have to live by faith. I don't have somebody cutting me a check. I live by faith. I just believe God. Hallelujah. And then because I've been married for 30 some years, I haven't seen a paycheck in 30 some years. <laughs> I didn't know that was part of the deal when I said I do that she got. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I couldn't tell you what a paycheck looks like because I hadn't seen, I've been married 35 years, I hadn't seen a paycheck in 35 years. You know? And so, I mean, so it didn't, so nothing really changed for me because I never saw it anyway, so I didn't care less. But anyway, so I, so because we have to have this mentality and understand who our daddy is. And once you understand who your daddy is, come on now, everything changes. Did you know the presence of God is right there where you're at right now? Uh, come on now. The presence of God, the healing anointing is right there where you're at right now. You don't have to wait to the end of service. You don't have to wait to the night, to the end of service tonight to get hands laid on you. You know, I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know what I'm going to do this morning. I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. I'm just obeying the Holy Ghost. But I'm going to tell you this, that you don't have to wait because I'm not your healer. Jesus is your healer. You don't have to wait. And, and God says, you know, in the word, he says, you know, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But there's always been, there's also times where Jesus spoke a word. Huh, come on, he just spoke a word. Come on now. And I believe that God is speaking a word to you this morning. Come on, I believe that he's speaking a word to you. Listen, you better not become numb to the promise. Oh, I thank the Holy Ghost. Oh, my, my, my. I just heard the Holy Ghost say, tell them, don't become numb to the promise. He said, don't be like the Israelites when they went into captivity for 430 years. Because he said the reason why they were in captivity for 430 years, because they became numb to the promise. But God's already given you a prophetic word. No, you ain't have to wait for somebody to give you a prophetic word. He says, I've already given you a prophetic word. It's right here. He said, everything that's, that's prophetic is right here. Every word that needs to be spoken on your life is right here. Everything you need in your life is right here. Come on, somebody, help me. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, the boss is starting to give them God in you. Come on, we need a church. I grew up on a farm. I mean, we, we, we churned our own cheese and we churned our own milk. Come on, our cream. And my, my grandmama made me work like a dog for that cream. <laughs> we didn't have no power churn. Back in those days, you had to take a stick and you had to sit there and churn that thing. You know? And so it was me and my brother and my cousin. We took turns because you can't go for so long. You know, as, as a 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid, you can't go for so long. And then we would rotate. And I'd get about six minutes because we do three minutes apiece. And I'd rest for six minutes. And then I get back. It'd be my turn again. I, and of course, I call my grandma a mammy. I said, Mammy, how long we got to do this? She says, You keep doing this till the cream rises to the top. <laughs> huh? I said, Well, how long is that? This? She says, As long as it takes. <laughs> I said, There's got to be some, I'm thinking about myself, there's got to be some kind of time frame here. Time there. But there's no such, she said, there, no, there, every, every time, every turn is different. 
Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank God. I just got a revelation. Every turn is different. Come on now. Every, listen, every miracle is different. Come on, we're trying to put things on God's side. God is just telling you this morning, you keep turning. Come on, you just keep turning. That means you got to keep worshiping. Come on, you got to keep praising. That's how you turn. Come on, that's how you stir up the gift of God that's in you. You just keep activating your faith. Because some cream takes a little longer than the other cream. One batch takes a little longer than the other batch. But know this, as long as you keep turning, for it's all said and done, that cream will rise to the top. That healing will show up in your life. Come on, they will turn around in your life. You just got to keep turning. Woo! Glory to God. Oh, my, 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 my. Feel the Holy Ghost. Something's happening right now. Something's happening right now in this full gospel church. Ooh, I think you just need to lift your hands and just grab it right now. Come on. Say, I'll take that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Things are about to change. I just heard a word of the Lord things are about to change. Marriage is about to change. Your things are about to happen. Your finances are about to change. If that's for you, you just take that right now. Glory to God. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what's going to change. We got to have an encounter with the Holy Ghost. Come on, now we got to have an encounter. We just can't come to church. Listen, we can't come to church the same way we used to come to church. Come on, we're stepping to a new scene. I told, I told the people yesterday at the gathering, I said, we can't go back to normal. Amen. Look, I heard some, uh, some scientists say you know, that America would never go back to normal. I don't want to go back to normal. Oh, come on. Amen. There was too much hurt. There was too much pain. There was too much junk in the normal realm. Come on, we need to we need the right. We don't need to go back to normal. What we need to go back is to the supernatural. Oh. I can't think of a better day than Pentecost Sunday. Huh? I can't think of a better day than Pentecost Sunday. And in, in uh, Exodus chapter 3, you know the story. In Exodus chapter 3, Moses, you know, was had been going around Mount Horeb for, for 40 years. Been going around that same mountain. And some of you this morning, I wasn't even going to go here. The Holy Spirit said, go here. Some of you have been seeming like you've been going around that same mountain for years. Yes. Come on now. You've been going around that same mountain. And you're trying to figure out, God, how come I keep going around this same mountain? And so for 40 years, Moses is going around that same mountain. And all of a sudden, you know the story. After, you know, for 40 years, he goes around the same mountain, had his sheep, you know. And, and all of a sudden, the, the burning bush shows up. And the Holy Spirit said this to me, Pastor. And you use this. You just make sure you give me credit. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Ghost just said this to me. He said, do you think that that was the first time the burning bush showed up? Huh? He said, do you think, really think that that's the first time that my, that my presence showed up? Do you think that I just wasted my time? Do you think I just, I just stayed in neutral for 40 years? Holy Spirit said, this, no, that's not what happened. He said, what happened was you need to read your Bible. Because see, we kind of just we kind of glimpse sometimes when we're reading, or we think we know the story, huh? So you think you know the story, but you really don't know the story. You think you may know your story, but you really don't know your story because God's about to do some things in your life. He's about to change some things. He's just waiting on you. If you're waiting on God, you're backing up. Come on now, God has said I'm about to release some things in your life, but you've got to make a decision. Come on now, you've got to make a decision because if He said I'm about to take care of you, try it your way. Come on, you've tried it your way. You've tried it your way. But now he said, now let me do it. He said, if you'll let me do it, I'll change that thing and you'll never desire it again. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So for 40 years, 40 years, Moses kept going around that mountain. And he kept going around that mountain. And the Holy Ghost said this to me. He said, do you think that's the first time? That my, the burning bush showed up. Do you think that's the first time that my voice showed up? Do you think that's the first time my glory showed up? 
He said, I'm not a one-time God. Holy Spirit said this to me. He said, I was there every time he came around that mountain. Because we don't read. We skim. Come on. We good because we have an idea of what it was. Because we, we saw 40 years. Now watch this. Holy Spirit said this to me. This is clear as I'm talking to you, Pastor. He said to me, he said, we look at this and we see 40 years. And our mind immediately goes, it took God 40 years to show up. Because if you read the scripture, and, I, and so I started researching and reading it, and so I went to the message translation. And the message translation says it like this in Exodus chapter 3. He says, and he stopped. Moses stopped. For the first time in 40 years, he stopped. Because the Bible, the Holy Ghost said it to me. He said for 40 years prior to this, he was so, so contaminated and so focused on what happened 40 years ago. That how he got kicked out of Egypt and how he went through and he was doing a pity party for 40 years. That he was focusing on himself and he never saw my glory. He said, I loved him for 40 years. I loved him since the day he was born. I loved him all this time. He said, I was there the whole time. Let me tell you something this morning. God has been there the whole time. The glory of God has been there the whole time. The problem is, is that we're not stopping. Because we're so focused. We want Pentecost in our life. We want the glory of God. We want Acts chapter 2. Come on, we want Acts chapter 2 to break out in our life, to have a Holy Ghost breakout, have a Holy Ghost. Come on, an encounter. Well, what we have to do, but quit focusing on our problems. Quit focusing on your pain. Quit focusing on your hurt. Because as long as you're focusing on that, you'll miss the glory. Your healing's been there the whole time. Your, your, your victory's been there the whole time. Your deliverance has been there the whole time. Because the Bible says it like this. He said, when he stopped and looked, then the voice of the Lord said, call him by name. Come on now. The Holy Ghost wants to call you by name this morning. I said, the glory of God wants to call you by name. He wants to call you. Listen, but he, listen, he, you can't listen. You won't be able to hear until you stop, until you quit focusing on the, the things that you've gone through, the things that, that you, the hurts and the pains and all the stuff that you think that there's just no way out. And let me tell you something. If God can send Jesus to hell, come on now, for three days and deal with the devil on his territory. Oh, come on now. I mean, he went to his, listen, he went to his home field. That's where folks say we come up, we play on our field. We have home field advantage. You ain't gonna beat us on our field. Say that Jesus went into his home territory. Come on now. He even went to, went to hell. Come on now. Went into hell, conquered death, and come on. Sing this into he conquered death, conquered the grave, conquered death, went in there, took care of Satan, rose up, come on now. And gave us the victory, gave us the keys to the kingdom. That's right. Thank you, Lord. This is why we have Pentecost Sunday. This is why we get to have the shift in our mechanism. This is what happened to Moses. He had an encounter. He Listen, he, Moses had to make a decision because the Bible says that when Moses stopped and heard the voice, and, and, and he called him by name and said, Moses, Moses. It's interesting that they had to call him twice. Kind of like Peter, Peter. Huh? Had to call him twice. Why? Because the first time he couldn't get his attention, but the second time he did. Because, see, the first time, Moses was trying to reason with his mind. This is not really real. I'm, I'm thirsty. This must be a mirage. I'm really not seeing this bush burning. Huh? But at least he stopped this time. Because every other time for 40 years, he just kept walking by that bush. 
He could walk him by the glory. How many times have we come to church and we left the same way that we came? Well, how many times have we come to church and the glory of God's been here the whole time? There's never a service. There's never a time that those doors ain't open, that light switch flips on, that the glory of God is not here, that the presence of God is not here. We're waiting on a pastor. Waiting on evangelists. We're waiting on somebody to teach and ministering. But God said, you should be waiting on them. He said, I'm waiting on you. He said, you don't have to have a title in front of your name for this to happen. You don't have to have a title in front of your name. I like what Brother Hagin said, Dad Hagin, because I traveled with him for 10 years. Dad Hagin said, there's three letter words. He said, all, you know, those PhDs, everybody talks about these people that are teaching, preaching, have PhDs. And most of the time, all, this, all that sand for a post hole digger. <laughs> he said, because they, they really could, they, they, they could not quote themselves out of a situation. They can quote the word, they quote the word, but they, but they couldn't get out of a situation. He said, I know them personally. He said, they couldn't, if something serious happened to them, it changed their whole life. Because all, all it is is head knowledge. Huh? All it is is head knowledge. God said, I don't want you to have head knowledge. I want you to have heart knowledge. He said, I want this word that's coming out. I want it to sit inside you so that when a test comes and when a trial comes, that you can count it all joy. Come on, that you can all of a sudden, it don't make any sense. Well, I look in the Bible where God, there's nowhere in the Bible that says God makes sense. But he does make ways where there seems to be no way. Oh, come on now. Come on now. God's about to do something in your life. Come on, you got to recognize this, what's happening this morning. I'm telling you, I can't hardly wait till tonight. I'm just setting up for tonight. Woo! My, my, my. Glory to God. He said for 40 years, Moses went around that thing. Some of you have done weeks, some of you have done months, and some of you have done years. And you've been praying, and you've been seeking God, and you've been praying. God said, I just want you to look. He said, quit praying. I'm messing with your head now. God's not hard here. Why we keep asking him for the same thing over and over again? Huh? Listen, I'm a daddy. I got three girls that, that, that I raised. One thing that they knew was that they could come to me and ask me for something. When I, and, and when I didn't say no, I said, yeah, they didn't have to ask again and again and again. Because I'm a good daddy. <laughs> I heard you the first time. And they weren't allowed to go, daddy, 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 daddy. Because that, that wasn't going to happen. That wasn't going to change anything. Hmm? I told my girls. This is super natural. I, I, and sometimes I'm hesitant to tell this because people get, get like, well, you know, you, you, you must have plenty of money. No, this is all supernatural. I have three girls. And every one of them, I told them, I said, if you graduate, when you graduate high school, you don't feel a grade, you graduate high school. And you don't do something stupid. I said, when you graduate, I'll have a car. A vehicle for you, for you to go to college. First time around, I'm pastoring. You know, I pastored for 25 years. I was pastoring. You know, the first time around, I was pastoring a church of 2,000 people. You know, the first one was kind of easy. Didn't have to worry about too hard. So I got my, I bought my daughter a little Hyundai Santa Fe, my first one. Well, you know, if you get one, then the rest of them are going to expect it. Let me try this side over here. <laughs> and I get much response from the pastor side. <laughs> I said, when you when you do one, you got three girls. When you do it one time, you do the first one. Guess what? The other two are going to expect it. I said, the other two are going to expect it. So why, as we as a body of Christ, we hear somebody get healed or somebody get set free, that their daddy healed them, their daddy set them free, or their daddy gave them a miracle, their daddy blessed them. Now, how come our expectations aren't the same? Huh? How come we're, our, we're not saying, well, Daddy, you did it for them? You know what? You know, I, you know what phrase I love? 
I'm next. Huh? I'm next. If, if, listen, if I got delivered, if someone that I, that, that I knew got delivered from something, and I'm believing God for the same deliverance, guess what I'm going to say? I'm next. Huh? Come on now. When Moses went around the bush for 40 years and he had an encounter with God, and God spoke to him, this was thousands of years ago. Guess what? The first time when the Holy Ghost said this to me, guess what I said? I'm next. Huh? I'm going to have a burning bush experience. I'm going to have him come on now. And I've had it more than just one. And because that God is not a one-time God. Moses did. See, we just see one experience. But if you read the Bible, Moses had several encounters with God. That wasn't a one-time event. You understand that? Come on now. I said, God is not a one-time God. Come on now. And so I had three girls, so I couldn't be a one-time daddy. Can I get an amen from peanut gallery? Amen. Amen. Come on now. Amen? I can't be a one-time dad. I can't do one and not do the other two because now they're expecting it. Well, things change, begin to change. My, you know, my, my gifts and my college, you know, and I begin to make decisions and change and everything. So the second one came around and she's graduating um, three years later. And so I had to believe God for this one more than I had to believe God for the first one. I mean, sometimes it don't get easier. Matter of fact, when I was churning, matter of fact, my mentality after I churned the first time and we got the cream to the top, and then the next time I had to do it, my, my mind says, this is how long you got to do it. It wasn't as easy as it was the first time. The first time I'm all excited, I'm sitting there churning you because I don't know how long it's going to take. I have no idea how long it's going to take. We just keep churning. All of a sudden, here comes the, the cream, and then guess what? The cheese. Oh, my God. And the butter. Man, if you never had homemade butter from a churn, you ain't lived. Man, get you some, some um, homemade biscuits. Ooh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> No, if I get hungry now, start looking at y'all. When's he going to finish? Is it really that late? Okay, we got to tighten up. Hallelujah. Yeah, when people start drooling, you know, you're like, well, you better time to start going to bring them. Wrap this thing up. You get hungry now. <laughs> so anyway, so the second time, it seemed a little harder. Why? Because you, because as long as you turn like, I think I, I turned like five times, I think it was like we went around five times each. You know, turn three minutes apiece. And so the second time, I think it was a little bit more. And I couldn't figure that out. So I asked, I asked my mama. I said, mama, how long? She said, every turn is different, honey. She said, but you just keep turning. The cream will rise. It's a guarantee. So, Let me try this out over here again. Come on. <laughs> I said, it's a guarantee. As long as you keep turning. Come on, yes. now. As long as you keep turning. Look, I, I don't care how long it takes. It may take twice as long. But as long as you keep turning, that cream is going to rise to the top. I said, it's going to rise to the top. The, the, the goodness of God is coming. Come on now. I said, it's a guarantee of worship. I, I am the God that healed me. Come on now. I am no respecter of person. Come on now. What I do for one, I'll do for two. What I do for two, I'll do for you. It's a guarantee. We just got to keep turning. We got to keep moving. We got to keep praising. We got to keep glorifying God. Because eventually, guess what? You're going to get yours by because you're next. to get to a place in your life where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen. Amen. 
I say you got to get to a place in your life where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And say, I'm just going to leave God that cream will rise to the top. Honey, it ain't going nowhere. It's going to spoil. Amen. That's right. Oh, Holy Ghost. I've never oh, said it like that before. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You sit there and you hear a message from the pastor. And you sit there and you just, you know, and you just put it in your, in your pocket and you take it home and you don't do nothing with it. Huh? That word that you got that morning will spoil unless you start churning. Oh, my, 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 my. Come on now. We want to know why the word ain't working because you're sitting there watching it spoil. Look, as long as you churn it, it won't spoil. As long as you keep churning, it won't spoil. And eventually that cream is going to rise to the top. You just keep praising God. You keep worshiping God. He said, well, I've been doing it for a year. I've been doing it for two years. Let me ask you a question. Is it better to get it in three years? To get your miracle in three years or to live a life of your, life, your whole life that way? Mm. I'm not going to say it takes three years because God is getting ready to do some things very quickly. Amen. Right, come on, Amen. Well, there have been times. Listen, I, I, look, I've been believing God for something for three years. Right now, three years. I, just the same thing. Three years. I believe God something. But it's big. It's huge. Mm. Huh? Come on. But I, I, keep, look, I, just keep, I keep seeing it driving up in my driveway. Mm -hmm. Huh? I'm leaving God for a bus. I understand what it is. I, we got to have a bus. I got a team, and then we, we need to travel together. <coughs> and so they're having to meet me at different places, and, and, and so I have to choose which meetings they're coming. Because it costs a lot of money to bring in a team. To go to praise team and worship team and, and bring in stuff, you know, because they don't, you know, you can't bring them in for free. That ain't fair. You know, I've had to give my whole salary away, my whole offer away. I had to give them to the team before because they needed the money. So in order to get them there, to plan, instead of flying them in and things like that, I need a bus. So I believe in God for three years, but he knows exactly the time that I need it. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean God ain't moving, God ain't working. Look, when you have to believe God for a half a million dollar bus, it's different than believing God for a ten dollar, I mean for a ten thousand dollar SUV. But it's the same God. Right. Amen. Thank you. Oh, it's the same God. Yes. Ten thousand to him, hundred thousand to him, five hundred thousand to him, or five dollars to him. It's all the same. Amen. You understand? As Glory to God. As long as there's a tree. I said, as long as I see a tree, I know there's money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, now don't let it go over your head. Don't let me. No. <laughs> huh? So what is he talking about a tree? Because you know the paper comes from trees. And, and, and money comes from paper. So as long as you can see a tree. <laughs> come on now. Come on now. As long as you can see a tree, guess what? That's just God reminding you. Look, as long as you can see a tree, look, whatever you believe in God for, it's possible. Come on now. Whatever you believe in God for, it's possible. He's already made it, honey. Let me tell you something. He ain't got to go to the mint maker. He created it uh, 6,000 years ago. When God created the heavens and the earth, listen, he had your mind. He knew how much money you were going to need. That's why he put out. Look, your tree is already on this earth. Oh, my God. Come on, somebody. Come on now. I said, your tree, come on now. It's already been planted. Your tree's already grown. Come on now. Be here without you. Listen, your promise was here with the day that God said, let there be. That was the day that your promise came to this earth. And you're waiting for it. You just need to praise God for it. Keep turning and watch God move. Stay to your feet. Come on, shout a praise. 
He said, but the way you think it's going to go, it's not going to go that way. He said, there's other things I've got to take care of, some things that are moving in the spirit room that you can't see and that you had no idea. He said, there's a lot of mountains that I have to move. But some of this stuff has caused some problems in your life. Thank you, Daddy. You're a good daddy. 
and he takes your hand and holds your hand up. And he said, this is the champion. I want you to see yourself through these eyes. I want you to declare with me today, I, raise your hand, raise your hand, and make some faith with it. I am the champion because Jesus made me the champion. Now, you've got homework today. Be back here tonight at 6 o'clock. But your assignment is this. Hold my microphone. Take your hand like this. Do like this with the other hand. Don't sit there and look at me. Do this with your hand. Diane, do this with your hand. Bobby, do this with your hand. Don't be a spectator. Be a participator. Mix some faith with what you're doing and let that faith come out of your mouth and be expecting to receive from God tonight when you come into this house. Amen. God bless you.